So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection Now with your hosts, Nikki Leach and Richard O'Shields, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection Now. I'm Richard O'Shields, and which way are you today? There, over there. Nikki Lee. <laughs> over there. Look. Over there is usually the safest bet, really, because yeah. you never know. Well, you're not here, you but then now we have this Internet thing, so you're here. And you didn't have to go to the airport, take your shoes off, any of that stuff. That's right. That's right. We like us some internet. It's good. It's handy. It lets us do what we do. Let's us do what we do. Yeah. We've had quite a day between the morning show and editing and commercial spots. and It's almost like, I don't know, a real radio show. Oh, wait. Imagine that. <laughs> How people, if people only Imagine knew that. the amount of time, the hours behind the scenes to make all of this seem like falling off a log. <laughs> They'd never get into radio. Guarantee you that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's you know when I that evening or afternoon when I asked you, you know, hey, you want to come on the radio? You had no idea. You would have run for the hills, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I have well, to voice over not really. I, you know what the the uh, the perks far outweigh. Any of the problems or the extra work. And it's not really extra work when you're talking to cool people like we are tonight. So, there it is. Oh, sorry about that. little brief pause. I was Where did you it. go? I was having a sneeze. Ah, uh, bless you. Yeah, was, we have the, uh, like the coming attractions ad for Canada is playing right now here in Phoenix. The uh, Things are blooming and the bees are buzzing around and and uh, it makes me sneeze a little. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm out on the patio in short sleeves. I got jeans on, but I'm thinking shorts would have been a better idea. But that's awesome. Thanks for rubbing that in. No, I'm trying to it. tell you that if it's happening here, it's coming there very shortly. It, you know, ah, okay. We didn't have you have seen my geese? Bees and the they were all gone. They're all north of here. But they, you remember them honking to you. While we were on the radio, yeah. going, hey, we're coming. So they'll be there shortly, too. I'm all excited for you to have some springtime and blooming and stuff. Yes, me too. One of my favorite times of year. I think, I think everybody around here would be very grateful to see a little bit of spring come. It's when Mother Nature sort of puts on her teenage guys. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm young and I'm vibrant and I'm beautiful. Look at me go. 
Right. So, and she does it again every year. So we don't have to do the old thing either. Millions of years, and she gets all young every spring. I like it. Speaking of young, she violently abused theory on this planet. That young means inexperienced and no wisdom. Yes? Absolutely. We're here to smash that misconception to smithereens. We talk about it on the show all the time. These teens that, you know, see something, a challenge somewhere, and they go, oh, I can help with that. And, um, and what? John and Genevieve were like 16 when we met them, and they'd already been doing a video series for like a year. Yeah. 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 Been Had their hand stuff. in the pot for a while. Doing this stuff as long as we have or longer. It's amazing. Quite possibly. So it is. We probably should get right around to that since we've bantered the current weather event. Uh, awesome. I don't know how that became the traditional Everyday Connection opening, but somehow. But we have with us tonight Crystal Sarseed 444 folks. Gianna and Genevieve. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Excellent. Oh, they've been they've been practicing. <laughs> Did we mention the twins thing? Oh. No, it just kind of happened. We're used to it. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jinx and Coke, you'll mean it's not a Coke kind of a thing. <laughs> Y'all have probably worn that one out. I've seen it happen yeah. in videos. Uh, you know. Yeah, it doesn't really draw a reaction from us anymore. <laughs> Searching for a word, and then all of a sudden you just both say it. It's like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, I know them. <laughs> yeah, it does happen too often. Too, too fun. All right, ladies, so uh, we have to ask you the big question, even though you've been here before and we've asked you before. We're going to ask you again because, well, it's got to be a new answer, I'm sure. <laughs> Who on earth are you and what are you doing now? <laughs> Um, well, we're, we're Genevieve and Gianna Lightworker. Or Gianna and Genevieve, I mean, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have, like, a couple years ago, we started a YouTube channel um, discussing things like ascension, raising, raising in consciousness, spirituality, and stuff like that. And we began to develop our gifts as um, intuitive, intuitive readers. We're still just kind of like, well, what are we really? <laughs> Are we mediums? Are we psychics? Or yeah, a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, now we kind of what we do. We offer readings, like private sessions with um, people that you know from internet land or in person, and you know we help them. We're not like you know, give me a quarter and I'll tell you a fortune. You're gonna meet you know a cute boy very soon in the next six months. You know, kind of a reading. Like it's more like. Um, we help people with um, create the realities they want by um, removing subconscious and dormant um, experiences, memories, and feelings, and drawing those to the surface and healing those so that they can vibrate a um, vibrate at the frequency of the reality they want, so that they can match it rather than subconsciously attracting the things they don't want. But anytime they're attracting things they don't want, it's because it needs to be made conscious and, and like healed. Yeah, because of, like, an old belief that they have, whether they were taught from their parents or society, like, um, about certain misconceptions that they manifest into their reality and create for themselves. Yeah, um, so we, we help change that pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so we kind of use our intu- intuition to help 
guide them into the healing process so that they can, you know, thrive in their lives rather than just kind of get by or cope. Yeah. So we're more of like spiritual counselors, really. <laughs> That's like mainly what we do, but we also like do house clearings and, you know, we're cap like we're able to like do channeling medium stuff as well if we find it necessary and for that person's healing or, you know, like, um, you know, if they're like moving into like a haunted house and they're like, oh my God, help me. You know, we're like, all right, we can do a house coming over to give you a house yeah. clearing, ghost busting. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. those paranormal activity people on TV got nothing on you girls. <laughs> what, you had you had dead people showing up at the foot of your bed when you were, like, little. Yeah. Tiny humans. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's so terrifying, but, you know, you get used to it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, well, I've, uh, hmm, see, and we always highlight this but we got to do it again first i have to say holy crap have you two ever grown up in a short very short time which is not to say that you weren't intuitive before but damn wow. man <laughs> um, that just des- that description was was well the average adult comes on the show and doesn't quite know how to say it so so there simply like that. so that people will understand so i have Straight to ask the obvious question yeah, state straightforward, honest, blunt. Here it is. This is what we do. Um, how old are you now? Oh, we're eighteen and a half. <laughs> and a half. Yep. And a half. Ooh. Very relevant. <laughs> wow. You're very old. Yeah, I know. I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> Been doing this forever. Yeah. One more one more person asked me when their boyfriend's coming, I swear I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> no. It's like a frequent like frequently covered topic for relationships and money. Yeah. It's funny that's, talking to well, that, Veronica with Elohim, so many of them they I think it was Veronica that called it the uh boyfriend job dead relative questions. Yeah. It's always <laughs> how you start. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's our good, rep- though, because well, before we go any further, because something that, because you're 18 now, haha, so we can have this conversation. Something that people don't consider, and this is important, and if you don't feel comfortable talking about it with Rick around, that's okay, we'll make him go away. But something that people don't consider is that you two young women are in a position to offer a very safe environment for young people who are struggling to figure out where their comfort zone is with regards to sexuality in spirituality. Because that's a trick, like, that's a fine line that people have been walking for centuries where they're confused as to which part of their physicality is, is okay and which is not. So you two, being at the age that you're at and with the knowledge that you have, are in a perfect position to be there for these young people who are struggling with this question. And I think that's awesome because certainly they don't want to come to people like me. You know, I'm the old lady. And they're, they're not going to go to Rick. have to make me go away. <laughs> right. I don't want to talk to Rick about it. And, and the authenticity, too. If folks go to your YouTube channel and check out the videos, there's, there's plenty of them where, you know, okay, we've been having a real thing with these vampire people lately with the energy thing with the at the restaurant. What 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 are you doing? And 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 
take the journey with you as you figure that out. And uh, uh, instead of, you know, yes, we're over here and we have it all figured out, wired. Uh, <laughs> what? doesn't work that way. Yeah, we try to stay genuinely humble, I suppose would be a good way to phrase that, um, in our journey through our YouTube videos and trying to take people with us and share honestly and openly. Yeah, while being, like, subjective to our own experiences at the same time. And, you know, because, I mean, it's, like, you know, you can help somebody. It's it's easier to give, like, your friend advice as a situation, like, for a situation or whatever. But, you know, when it comes to your own stuff, it's, like, hard to be subjective. Yeah, it's like, no, screw that guy. You know, screw them. (laughs) But, I mean, um, definitely being subjective to our own situations has definitely, like, really helped us grow. Yeah, and, like, see things more clearly and kind of move through them easier and allow others to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then by sharing our personal experiences on doing just that we allow every like the people who watch our youtube videos and such to do the same thing for their own situations as well yeah so are you finding i mean certainly we are seeing here in doing the work that we do a massive shift um in in young people especially in how they deal with life in general are you finding that the amount of young people that are engaged and involved with social issues with, um, you know, who have questions about spirituality, personal growth, is that speeding up? Is it, is it getting bigger? I definitely say so. Like, I mean, I noticed that from like when we first started coming out with our YouTube videos and, you know, posting stuff online about like spirituality, like, I mean, it's definitely way increased. Yeah, and, like, something I've noticed a lot recently um, more so is, like, we've gotten a lot more support uh, support, <laughs> support locally from um, people, like, in our neck of the woods and a lot more um, people open to hearing what we have to say and reaching out for help to us locally rather than just people, like, that, you know, live across the world or across the country. So it's, yeah. like, because we live in, like, kind of a more more traditional area i say <laughs> and you know it, so and over the last couple of years like people have definitely been stepping out of their comfort zones yeah as far as what they know and what they are taught to you know go with what feels right and you know apparently what we do feels right for a lot of people so <laughs> yeah because when you guys first started i mean you were kind of the outcast right the this crazy twins over there that we're doing this weird thing that has to do with stuff we don't understand. Um, And and thankfully, you know, George made sure that there was two of you. (laughs) Good job, George. Um, But it must have been difficult for for the first couple of years to, to stand on the truth of your being when you're kind of being bombarded from a conservative community that's looking at you thinking, yeah, y'all, those two girls over there, they'd be a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when we first started speaking out about it, um, there were some people that I used to go to school with that would kind of um, harass me on social media, so to speak. They would, like, just send me really, like, just cruel messages. Like, they didn't really, like, get to, like, affect me, though, in a way, because I was just, like, so, like, stood really strong in what I believed in, and they were, like, you know, God, like, looks down on people like you, like, you're going to hell, and I would just respond, like, 
if I even did respond, I would respond in a loving way. And I was like, well, it's okay that you feel that right now or you think that right now. Like, I'm not going to judge you. And then I actually got a response from one of the people who was sending me messages like that. And they're like, you know what? You're, that was like awesome that you responded to me that in that way. And you really like opened my eyes to like being a more loving person rather than looking down on other people for um, being different than me or having different beliefs. And I was just like, yay. <laughs> even one, is, it's really good thing. But yeah, I was looking at your YouTube channel here, uh, June 10th, 2011. And I think we were what, June 1, 2011? Nikki? Yeah. And um, But 61,000 views. And 1,200 subscribers, 1,216. It's actually 61,061, 61061 <laughs> views right now. It, it, fun with numbers. We did fun with words on the show the other day. Now we can do fun with numbers, but a uh, pair of sevens over there. But um, that's pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> uh, to me, I... I don't know. What have we got? <laughs> Everyday connection. I bet we don't. We got a lot. But never re. How do I spell? I can't spell. <laughs> He's had a long day. It's okay, Rick. You'll be all right. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, we don't even have. We don't even have as many videos as they have. Goodness gracious. Yeah, we got on like have to get work. Wow. Kind of roll with uh, the punches of the season. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there was a period where we were like, yeah, let's do them weekly. And then there was a period where we were like, well, we're kind of SOL for a couple months. Uh, my computer died or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to go with the flow, right? I mean, yeah, definitely. When, when, when technology fails, sometimes that's just Spirit's way of, you know, take a break. Yeah. yeah. Not, not today. Yeah. yeah. To sleep. <laughs> Find the bed in the pillow. The universe kind of slapped us in the face, and we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to start doing one once a week. Not really slapped us in the face, but it just never worked out that way. So we're like, yeah, we can't. We probably should like work on that whole committing to things. <laughs> well, but they come when they come, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's what we said. Like, it's like so our, we told all learning of our... Process, our learning process is in its own time. We can't just expect to, like, learn something new every week and try and cram it and do a video or just like if we have nothing new, try and BS one. <laughs> I guess this wouldn't really be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of the things I think is so cool is, you know, when it's all still wonky and you're navigating it, you don't get on there and, oh, it's wonky, it's horrible. You wait yeah. until you get it settled back down and you go, okay, it's been a while, but here we are. Take <laughs> it out. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really awesome because um you know i know like our video quality isn't necessarily the best quality out there and you know um we actually just recently got a new camera and today we actually just got the new camera charger in the mail so and because like the nicer weather is coming out like um it's the type of camera that can go on like a tripod and things like that so we're gonna like start making videos outside and the quality is just gonna be like so much better in comparison. I'm like so excited about it. <laughs> like it's pretty ridiculous. Like I was happy dancing when I checked the mail today. Yeah, I just heard. Like damn, everything's okay. Like we got the camera charger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. We're definitely passionate about it. <laughs> I don't think I understand. We've 
we were kind of like that when we first got the stream going at the flow. We're like, did you hear that? It sounds so cool, so good. Because <laughs> after, and, and believe me, we love Blog Talk. They carried us for a long time and uh, couldn't have done it without them. But it's nice to take that next step. Yeah. Which is definitely really cool. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So what is your, I'm just curious, what is your main focus like right now? Because you guys just launched a website, I believe, so that's new. Yeah. Um, well, right now we're uh, we're kind of like I don't know. It's it's like it's like everything just like starting to take off because we have our website and you know plus like people like people are like connecting like with us through our like Facebook page, our website, and like locally and um so we've and really, we have business cards. Yes. <laughs> and um we've been just kind of like doing like projects so to speak and as well as like sessions regularly and um like we're actually currently doing a meditation like a four-week meditation workshop slash class thing um about like 45 minutes from where we live now um like so like once a week we drive down there and teach uh a meditation class and it's just like a four-week thing so we're just like definitely keeping keeping busy with our um with what we're doing and it's really exciting and it makes me really happy because, you know, it's like what, like I really, really, we're really passionate about what we do and we're like actually making a living off of it and it's so awesome and sometimes <laughs> I just have to like pinch myself like cause I'm just like, whoa, like two years ago or so, like I had a freaking minimum wage job that I was just like, oh my God, I want to like hit my face against the wall, <laughs> like kind of a thing. And, then it's like, <laughs> and now it's like, you know, we're doing what oh, we love while well, helping people and yeah, and it's like, oh, what time do I want to wake up? Well, yeah, and it's like, what time do I want to wake up tomorrow? Hmm, I can just schedule those later. You know, I don't have to be like, oh, I gotta wake up at this time to do this, this, and this before work, and then you know, after work, be like really tired. And da, da, da. I don't know. It's just like I love doing this. I love the scheduling of it. I love doing it. I love the after high of it, like of a session. Like it's just all. Yeah, like literally afterwards it's like being high on life we're just like ah, running around like dancing and being like i love my life then we usually post facebook status for how much we love our lives i don't know if you guys see how often we post those but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do i see it often yes yeah it's, we're often busy doing them over here that's the that's the good part about being in phoenix and recording these shows earlier so i can actually get to bed because you used to finish your show at 9 p.m and you're just all like ah! <laughs> yeah, go to bed, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's true, it's true. I get done I get done a show at nine and it's really, really hard to go to sleep on those nights. I try really hard not to schedule anything too early in the morning before. Because <laughs> that'd be silly. Definitely hear you on that. It's like what you love just gets your spirit high and like sleep is no chance. <laughs> you just want to go frolic through a field rather than lay in bed. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I want to go hug now, a tree I'm like y'all's cover the... photo. I love that picture, by the way. Um, thank you. <laughs> tree time. I'm interested in the um, meditation aspects of it because we've been talking a lot about mindfulness on the show lately, and uh, we've been featuring several different um, people who work with meditation practices. Are you are are young people like really into that? 
idea now? Is it, are you getting through to them how important it is to integrate meditation practices into their daily lives? Yeah, um, I've found uh, it's more it's better to kind of like just present the idea for a lot of people because um, I've noticed with um, the younger generations, they see it more as like, oh, I, oh, I want to meditate. I don't know how, though. And then, you know, you kind of like help them know, like learn how to do it. And then they're like, Oh, they see it as like a pri- like, like a, an obligation. Yeah, yeah. It's like an obligation, and like you can't really look at it like that. So, um, but I noticed like with the older generations, like a lot of people get into it because they're like, oh, I want to learn how to, you know, shut my brain off at night so I can get a good night's sleep. I have high blood pressure. I just need to relax more, or be more patient. You know, not get so frustrated with my kids. <laughs> yeah. So I feel work. like, um, honestly, I feel like a lot of people kind of fall into it out of. Um, like an obligation in a sense where they, I don't know, it's like, oh, brush your teeth, meditate, like, oh, yeah. I have to, you know, like, do your homework. Yeah, but we have found a lot of people that genuinely are interested in it for, like, spiritual purposes and, like, see the physical benefits as, like, a plus as well. So that's awesome, like, to find that. But, I don't know. It's like, it's like once you get started, it's like you're hooked, but it's like getting into it, it's kind of like if people are, like, I don't know, like, when we have, like, sessions with clients and we're like, oh, yeah, it would really benefit you to, like, meditate regularly, you know, we find that if we just kind of don't give them, like, a set amount to, like, meditate or, like, you know, if we, like, meditate every day, like, before I go to bed, better, start it up, you know, <laughs> then, you know, we find that they don't really do that as much because they kind of, like, put it in their brain as, like, oh, obligation, chore, you know, not something that I enjoy, but, you know you give it to them as yeah I would definitely like help you like incorporate it into your life like when you want to and when you have the time then it's like oh pleasure it's not an obligation or a chore like I can do it whenever I want and it, they kind of like put it in like a sweet spot in their brain and it's like oh break I'm gonna go meditate you know Ooh, yay like you know kind of a thing so and it definitely helps it's like, I'm, I can't stop Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up and pointed it out because one of the person that we've been one of the people that we've been highlighting so much on the show lately is David Cole with his um book Mystic Path to Meditation, a Christ-centered journey. And I know that sounds strange, a Christian teaching meditation. Um but mm-hmm. what's really unique about his book is the techniques that he shares. One of them my favorite technique is is just like minute meditation which Really, he's just encouraging people. So his, his example, one of his examples is if you stop at a red light and you have a moment. Now, you can either get mad at the fact that you're stopped at a red light and you have somewhere to be and you need to hurry up and get there. Or you can take those precious few moments and go within and have a quiet, still, connected moment with the divine and so he encourages people to integrate it into their everyday hoo-hahs rather than allotting themselves a time during the day to specifically do it when they first get started. That's, how, that's his get started, quick, easy Sure, sneak it in there. Example. Yeah, sneak it in. Go out and get sneaky, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's well, actually I- I think a lot of those people that come for physical reasons, I think meditation, uh, the spiritual aspect of it just sort of sneaks up on you too. You, I yeah. think it's hard to avoid after after a bit. You'd have to be pretty brush-your-teeth mechanical with it to miss yeah. it. Yeah, and definitely, like, I noticed with um, our meditation, like the meditation class we're teaching, um, the people who are taking it are um, 
mainly like um, women who are like in the older generation and um, so like they kind of like had that outlook at first of like oh an obligation kind of a thing or like oh I have high blood pressure that sort of thing but like once they started doing it like for the homework they had to meditate a like for a certain amount of time um certain amount of time a week and just however they fit that in and um they came back and they just seemed more like ah oh, just more joyful more like in like enthusiastic about more calm yeah more calm and like their auras just looked more vibrant and it was just awesome and you could just see it in their eyes like they just had like a sparkle that was just like more intensified and like a glow like a, a more subtle glow about them it was really cool just awesome yeah i think so and you know i find that too like a lot of cause like a lot of people that like are attending that um, meditation class are like kind of more have more traditional values and beliefs and so they're kind of like uh when we like talk about auras you know like the looks on their faces are like what did i like get myself into kind of a look and then we're just like because you know it it definitely ties in like the spiritual aspect like i definitely agree with that and um and then you know like the next time like after they meditated it's it's kind of like they're they're more receptive to it because it's like they're having they're opening up more to their spirit yeah like as they like like when you meditate it's like you're definitely tuning into the divine and then it's like talking about the divine seems a lot less crazy and a lot less <laughs> silly you know <laughs> yeah definitely so well there's a topic for you the, the divine it's crazy it's silly so what's your take on this whole separation between spirituality and physicality that's another thing that's come up frequently lately which is you know our basic rule of thumb here at every cake connection is that everything's spiritual and you really can't separate the two so how can you say that the divine is silly if all things that are are divine yeah um i definitely like like i again i definitely agree with that um i mean it's like it's really everything like is a matter of perception and i def like i mean it's like everything is energy and everything is spiritual if you choose to look at it that way it's like everything is a manifestation of our own consciousness and our thoughts you know thoughts become things and what we where attention goes like energy flows and that creates that into our reality you know it's like you can look at like money as like oh i despise money it's evil you know or um dirty you know and then people are those types of people are going to really struggle to like um make money and have money in their life but you know people that are like yeah money you know like it's it's here for me like um, God created it for me, or the universe allows me to have as much abundance as I want, you know, and then those people are, you know, have money, like, flow freely into their reality, and, um, because they don't have, like, a negative program against it, or about it, and, you know, because they see it as, like, a spiritual thing, and instead of, like, a dirty, man-made, like, corrupt, evil type of source. Yeah, and I feel like, um, the, the way, um, everything, how everything is divine, the way we separate the physicality from the divinity is by simply slapping a label on it. Like by being programmed by society and taking on these beliefs that were taught by, you know, our parents or, you know, society in general of, you know, to view things a certain way and to view them as separate from ourselves and struggling to obtain them when we, in all actuality, we are them. So we already have them kind of keeps it separate from ourselves. So when we like remember that we are them and that we already have them and we can have as much as we want, then it kind of like, the labels kind of fall away. Yeah. I mean, it's really just pretty much how you want to put a spin on it. And it's like, whatever you believe, it's like you create for yourself. 
I mean, if you want your thoughts to be uplifting to create an uplifting reality, that's awesome. But, you know, if you have like these negative thoughts, you're not going to create very positive experiences for yourself. Yeah, I remember a YouTube video. Labels? We don't need no stinking, or titles, titles. We don't need no stinking <laughs> titles. I remember that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about that earlier today, actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think definitely um, the separation comes in when we try to label everything. Just like as um, like when we're living from logic. a place of logic constantly, rather than finding a balance between, you know, emotion, spirit, and logic. Um, so like divine masculine, divine feminine, there's a balance like heart and mind. Yeah, it's just when we kind of like know when to use which one, we see everything as divine rather than like, you know, completely operating from our mental minds and trying to label everything rather than just seeing them for what they are because they just are. Everything just is. Everything just is. <laughs> yeah, and I was um, actually um, trying to explain that to a client the other day that um, like something we come across a lot of the time in, um, in quite a few sessions is like a lot of people hold the belief that um, that they will be rich someday or they will be happy someday or they will have something they want eventually. But by projecting that into the future that they will obtain it someday, it keeps you from having it in the present moment. And, and like the like, universe doesn't live in the past, present, and or doesn't live in the past and the future. It all there is is now. Time. Yeah, all yeah. there is is now. So it's like the future is just a, a now moment that hasn't come yet, and the past is just a now moment that has um, already happened. So by trying to um, say that we will have it someday, and keeps us from having it now, so we it, just have to focus on living in the present moment, and it always keeps us from having it because it's like our future is constantly ahead of us. Yeah. So by like holding on to the belief that we have something that we want now and we feel it and we believe it, we literally bring, bring opportunities to have it in our lives now. Yeah, it brings it into a now moment that may not have happened yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. She's giggling. I love it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying this so much. I wow. Um I get a kick out of you guys just because we've been here at Everyday Connection honored enough and privileged enough to watch you guys grow up, which is uh, quite astounding. And to to see where you've come to already and then to know that, yeah, what's the number, but crap, you're only 18. You're just getting started. Um, <laughs> Like damn! Uh, <laughs> wow, what a well, I don't have words really not for only... it because it's so powerful, it's so potent, and it just shows us the potentiality of our young people if we would just get the hell out of their way, which <laughs> essentially is for a large part what your mom did, which was get out of your way and just yeah go do your thing. Because that's what you do, and that's okay. And um, I think that we could really learn from that, and that you know this is this is proof of what young people can become when they get tapped in yeah. at a young age, and nobody yeah. tells them 
it's wrong. It's wrong. And, You're wrong. And the transparency <laughs> to be there with, you know, yeah, still all these, you know, wonderful things that we remember and we discover and understand about life. But, you know, I had a thing with a job and a boyfriend and whatever, and but I'm back now and everything's okay. It, because life still happens, right? It doesn't, you know, sit on a mountaintop somewhere in a in a robe. Home. <laughs> it, no, not so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we tend to f- try and find a, a healthy balance between, you know, um, rather than trying to separate our spirituality from our day to day lives, we try and incorporate them together so that it is balanced overall, rather than trying to jump back and forth. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard. Like, I mean, I couldn't probably turn off my spiritual side, so to speak, if I tried. Like, I would like to think of myself as a completely spiritual being, you know, Cause, like, that's what we all are, you know, we're all spirits, and it's like, you know, like, when it comes to, like, it's like, it doesn't just turn off, it's not like, oh, you know, I'm hanging out with my friends, and, you know, my friend is, like, talking about some teenage stuff, like, oh, she said that, and she said that, you know, I'm, I still see it as, well, they're just doing the best they can from where they're at, and their level of consciousness, you know, and it's like, they're, they're just trying not. to become aware of an aspect of themselves by projecting onto the situation and taking away from the situation, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, like, we can't just be like, oh, no, she, she said that, what? Yeah, no, she did. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's like, we're human beings, so, like, we can, like, from time to time, you know, be, get triggered, get triggered, get caught up, but, like, we're just doing the best we can by, you know, trying to make aspects of ourselves conscious by messing around in this reality of illusion, so that, you know, like, that's what it's here for, like, it's the giant sandbox to play in so that we can figure out what's going on inside of us, you know, like, we fix our hair in the mirror so that our actual head of hair looks good, <laughs> but takes us a minute to, like, with this reality of illusion, it takes us a minute to realize that, you know, where this mirror isn't what actually is. <laughs> so. Watch out, she's going to giggle again. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, well, and to me, it's not even just uh, the eloquence and simplicity with which you are able to state it. It's the matter-of-factness, the just, you know... Mm-hmm. You could be talking about yeah. anything, you know. Well, you yeah. go to the store, I you grab a shoes today. thing. Yeah. I put on my boots today. I picked out an outfit today. I uh, talked to God today. I uh, read somebody's aura, aura today. today. A dead I guy dropped my by. I wanted to today. chat for a while. And, you know, <laughs> I was chatting with the dead guy. And, and I let the dog out. I, it really is for you guys. You too, you ladies. I guess it's not you guys, is it? It's you girls, you gals. <laughs> For you too, it's really just life. And that's, I think, what we're all trying to get to at the end is, anyways, is that it's just life. There's no, there's no difference, really, between your physical life and your spiritual life and your mental perceptions versus your spiritual understanding it's just it's just life it's just living and regardless of how other people out there see it that really doesn't matter because however they're seeing it is exactly how they're supposed to be seeing it at the time yeah definitely and with um the whole separation of divinity from physicality like um how we were talking about like the past present and future and how it's all just a now moment um 
like by slapping a label on the future as a future and not a now moment, like, and by taking us out of the present moment, we like take away from the present experience. So like by slapping labels on certain perceptions and trying to slap, um, have someone else take on the same label, like we take away, we're trying to take away their experience too. So, yeah. And I, I think it's like pretty interesting. Like, um, I, I know like, um, have known like other spiritual people that are like, yeah, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. Like I believe in the universe and you know, everything happens for a reason. And you know, my thoughts create my reality. And then it's like, when it, like when it comes to like financial stuff, like in particular, because there's such a negative stigma, like programmed into like mainstream, like society about money that people are like, when it comes to money, it's like that spiritual switch just turns off. And then it's like, they're just like more oh, gotta work a job i hate gotta scrape by yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah like i trust universe and stuff but, but i live in the I real world money. yeah but i live in the real world exactly yeah yes okay yes you can take that a step further too my lovely ladies and this is the one that entertains me the most which is probably why i'm still seeing it because i find it very entertaining is i will have people who are in their full mastery of being They've managed to manifest their dream house, their dream car, their dream husband, their dream wife, their dream job, their dream everything, really. And they are completely in their mastery as far as manifestation goes. Up until the point, they point over there to something out there in the world that isn't right and it needs to be fixed. So I create my reality. Everything I see, I create, except for that over there. With that guy's doing over there, that war thing, I didn't create that. There's no possible way I could have created that at all. It wasn't me. Somebody else did that. And that always entertains the hell out of me because I'm like, wow. (laughs) I know. I know. That's why why I'm not really into politics and all that. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm going to reflect inside myself and figure out you know why the heck I cared so much about that in the first place why I would care so much about something that's just here to distract me from you know getting to know myself better (laughs) yeah and I mean it's definitely it's like everything that exists is something that we're capable of or have done or are going to do like I mean it's just a reflection aspect of ourselves that you know it's at you know is isn't as conscious or is more conscious. I mean, it's definitely, it's something that is us and is something inside of us as well. Yeah. And when we make that aspect of ourselves that is capable of starting a war, so to speak, or is capable of fighting in a war, when we or make that aspect, killing somebody, yeah, or, when we make that aspect conscious inside of ourselves, then we, you know, heal it and, you know, replace that with a new belief, like being able to love people and being able to resolve conflicts, then you know, we stop experiencing that in our reality, even if somebody else is still experiencing it in theirs. Yeah, it's like you don't even hear about it in conversations. It's like you're not, you know, you're not seeing it on the on the TV if you are watching TV. Like you're not experiencing like these negative, um, these conflicts in your reality because and, you healed that inner conflict. Yeah, and even though like you know, you you think that it still exists in your reality, but you're not experiencing it in your reality. And I mean, it's definitely like. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It just kills me. I got two 18-year-olds on the line with me, and they get it. And that just that you know, I that's why we do the show because Rick and I have a really hard time finding bad news. That's why we do our morning show. We actually would have to look for bad news. <laughs> These days, it would I think take work because 
The good <laughs> news is so, we, we, nev- we never get it all covered. Every day we have leftover no. good news. But right. it's okay. It stays absolutely. fresh. No because I'm absolutely convinced that, that the world is an amazing place and everybody out there is doing stuff for other people and they're making the world a better place every day. They're, you know, doing incredible things and, and showing compassion and kindness and love. And um, so that's what I see all the time. And it's fun. But every once in a while, into my awareness pops somebody who will go, but they're killing the bees. We must protect the trees. Get down on your knees and save beg the forgiveness, whales. please. Save, <laughs> somebody save those snails. Yeah, like, by, by like, um, I mean, it's awesome, like, where people's hearts are and, like, like their matters, intentions. like, where their intentions are. Like, they're trying to make the world better and things like that. But the way this reality works, it's, like, by trying to protect the bees and, like, the animals and the children and, you know, whatever. Like, it's like trying to, like, change something in the reflection of the mirror. It's like, it's just not going to, like, it's just going to be, like, self-defeating almost. Like, it's going to be frivolous. It's not really going to, I'm not saying what people don't do doesn't matter, but it's like, we still have, like, poverty. We still, like, there's still problems with all this kind of stuff. There's still animal cruelty. There's still child abuse. Like, something, like, it's like, it's still not going away. It's like, like, obviously, but but here, let's, let's, let's run this, let's run this through to its logical conclusion, right? So, if... Um, it's our intentions that change our reality, that alter the reality, that create our reality, right? And we've yeah. got this really cool saying that's been handed down generation to generation, and God knows where it comes from. I'm guessing George. Um, oh, yeah, that's that exactly. the road to God knows where it comes from. <laughs> God knows where it comes from. That the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So if your intentions happen to be to want to heal, to help, to fix, does that not mean that you're going to ultimately be creating things, and this is just hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying it's so, but it could be. That need to Does be that not mean that you're creating things that need to be healed, need to be helped, and need to be th- fixed? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, um, like, by, like, their intentions are, like, in a good place, but they haven't come to that level of awareness but that, like, they're creating a vibrational match for those things. So, yeah, it's like, like it's a, that's how I was explaining, like, it's a self-defeating process, like, until we learn to like look at the actual person that's staring in the mirror and fix these aspects of ourselves internally and heal those and make those conscious. Cause anytime we see something that we don't enjoy or we're trying to fix outside of ourselves, it's a reflection of something in us that we need to become aware of and fix and heal. Yeah. So it's like the only lasting, the lasting um, healing that creates a thriving reality is only like stays forever when we start fixing it inside of ourselves yeah and, and I mean like and engaging those things with compassionate and loving thoughts because ultimately that is something that exists inside of us as well and you know when, if you look at a, an aspect of yourself with disgust or hate or judgment you're ultimately being disgusted or hating or judging yourself and it's like people that have like such like have such love for themselves like it's so like it's almost impossible for them to like look at anything like that or um like even war and things like that, if or they things, even, or if they're even yeah, presented with those, like because those things just don't come into their thoughts because they're not at that level. Like not, they vibrate beyond them, they vibrate above them. It's like like the frequency they're shooting out, like doesn't that stuff does doesn't even like come into it. It doesn't exist. Yeah, like they're they're up in the airplane, so they're like they're not seeing any cars. If that makes sense. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, what we. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the 
complete definition and explanation of everyday connection. We're all done now. Um, <laughs> Hi, George. Hmm. I think they've got it. Sir. I'm telling you what. Louise, I'm telling you, and y'all be 18 years old. Look out, world, you're in trouble Here they now. come. <laughs> and, um, well, and, and really, the outside reality, I think, is reflecting that well. We have this Internet thing, which means oh, yeah. we can know anything Absolutely. we want. We can talk to anybody we want right now. Um, we can know anything we want. We just, you know, that cartoon going around Facebook of the guy that climbed the mountain, and there's the guru up there, and, he asks him, what's the meaning of life? And the guru says, have you checked Google? Because uh, it's just, uh, it is, the re- that's, to me, those are the parts of the reflection of, uh, you know, where we're cleaning up. You know, gosh, the bees and the stuff. Yeah, put, put away the neonicotinoid pesticides. But, but it's okay. Go ahead and have three quarter pounders and two milkshakes. What? How does that go together? It doesn't go together very well, apparently. Yeah, and you also, know. like, um, with those people that um, that are causing a lot of these conflicts that a lot of people want to fix, like a lot of people that who are, you know, abusing animals and people and things like that, and then these other people that don't do that want to fix it because they're not conscious that it's an aspect of themselves yet. Like, the people who originally caused the outward conflict usually are just, like, almost in the same position like they just have like a lot of wounds inside them that they need healing so they take it out on something outside themselves so it's like it's almost like they're on their own process they're just kind of like not they're almost like a just at a different level i guess yeah and it's 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 kind of like you know um like right like um the what's it called something in demand uh yeah supply and demand yep um, it's like this is supply and demand of energy as well. It's like, you know, if everybody started buying like organic, healthy food, you know, it's like there would be no need for that process, you know, fast food, all that kind of junk, you know, nobody because nobody would be buying it. So therefore there would be no point in having it around. And it's kind of like the same thing with what we choose to put our energy towards. Like, you know, are we putting our um, energy towards, you know, um, you know, whether like our intention is good about like, let's stop war, you know, or, war is good, let's go to war with them, you know, you're still focusing on war and creating that, you know, instead of just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go to the store and buy organic bananas, and then, you know, and I'm not going to complain about the non-organic bananas, I'm just going to be grateful for the organic bananas that I have, and I'm going to just buy organic bananas, and then it's like, I don't have non-organic bananas in my reality, if you guys get what I'm saying. Guys, yes, 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 I totally got what you're saying. What they said. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here's the thing. See, this is a conversation that we've been trying to have for, well, Rick, how long have we years. been doing this? Three years. Holy jeez, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, it's fun. It's fun to have it on this level and to have it between four people who are like, yeah, see, it's like this. Cause I've, and that's what you said. The key word there is be grateful for what you do have that's awesome. Which means when you see somebody doing a kind deed, be grateful for that kind deed. When you see somebody giving to others, be grateful that there's somebody out there giving to others. When you see somebody with abundance, don't get jealous of it. Be grateful that there's abundance, that these people have everything they need and more. Because the more gratitude you show towards that concept, the more of that you're going to see. 
Bring it. Because yeah, you, you can't for sit there and only the bad people have money. Well, you don't want to be a bad person, so you're not going to let yourself have any money. Exactly. It's just that <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say that. Thanks for stealing the words out of my mouth. <laughs> They're over there going, yeah, like, well, duh. <laughs> well, I guess we can get a radio show started and have you guys on it. <laughs> well, and I, I was saying that, you know, she's Well, we do have a network sport. for you if you Look, want. They're, you know, you they're 18 you could be on the flow. And I'm thinking they're probably over there going, wow, the old people are starting to get it. <laughs> about damn time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so true. You know what, Rick? I never of time, thought of that. Yeah, well, oh, you is know. It? It must well, be time for me to refill my wine. It's just awesome. about time for break time and 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 refill on the the water wine thing, and because um, we don't have to turn water into wine, we just put pour some water in the wine. You can drink it for longer without <laughs> I just Can't drink it straight. I just can't drink it straight. It's too strong. It's, but love the flavor, so you know. Absolutely, I the French people listening to this are cringing right now. I know. I my know it's so all right, but. My mother used to put ice in her white wine when it would get warm because she drank it so soon. No, we'll see. That would make see. I'm not alone. You know, man, she's not she lives in polite society, but she puts ice in her wine. And why do you do that? <laughs> she's because it got warm. I want it cold. And they just look at her like, well, that's no excuse. But <laughs> we digress. So we've been having a like a string of E N O V lately. And she's a miracle walking strikes me, but I'm you think? thinking, yeah, well. But then again, we have Jordan Okrand over there with we do have Jordan. It ain't too hard, and we should. And you know, because he's running around at 15 and 16 writing these songs, it ain't too hard, and just do the right thing anyhow. And because you got to figure, yeah, he's another one we got to watch grow up. <laughs> cool, just too love cool. my job. <clears throat> got, I love my job. Do you have any kids? I've got dozens. They're spread all over the globe. All over the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually met most of them in person, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> the thing, you know, members of the same family rarely grow up under the same roof. But these girls got to. We've had their mom on the show, even. Cool. Yeah. Stuff. All right. Jordan Okren, and uh, we'll be right back. Stick with us, folks. Try, yeah, I, I. 
together we can renew this life I know I'm not alone But I was for so long It's so comforting to know The daybreak is here It's time to share those tears And let's cry Connection on the Flow Cooperative, an entirely new stream on the scene. Welcome back, everybody. That was our friend, Jordan Okren. It ain't too hard. Nikki's spiritual stepson thing there, and up to your. Yeah. Phoenix Nest. First guest in the uh, creative guest in the Phoenix Nest Studios. He's my first son, too. Well, this go around, oh, anyway. Was it, you know, this go, well, yeah, some frame of reference or something, <laughs> point of view thing. I don't know. <sighs> it's like people, oh, she's your sister. How did she get to Canada? I said, well, it's not like that. She's always been in Canada. Oh, you're from Canada? No, I'm not from. Really, people. <laughs> He's up with the class. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. Very confusing. Absolutely. But, so, uh, ladies, well, you just covered our entire show um, for the last yeah. three years in uh, an hour. So, what do you want to talk about now? <laughs> yeah, really. Um. Well, I guess we could talk about more specific aspects of that, like um. Well, we could do bad habits. <laughs> bad habits. Yeah. I'm gonna drop you bad like habits. a bad habit. Um. <laughs> 
Well, tell us. I, it's, it's quite the extensive list, and I suppose I could sit here and read, but um, because you guys do have services that you offer, you kind of skimmed over that at the at, at the front because it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, yeah, we can do house clearings and energetic hygiene and stuff, but I mean, you know, everybody can do that. Are you kidding? And um, <laughs> because everything is just so matter of fact for you guys, but. Um, um, I tell you what, you you have some testimonials here from peeps. You got what's your what's one of your really cool services stories that you think you could share without you know exposing who did what where? Names have been changed to protect the guilty. Oh, um, well, I feel like almost every session is like that. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, well, I guess like we could instead of rather giving like a specific example, we could just kind of, uh, well, um, as far as like a certain session. Yeah. You could, always um, get them to, you, you could always read Nikki and see what's going on with her. Tell me. <laughs> well, um, I'm game. I'll be a guinea pig. I'm always up for being <laughs> a guinea pig. Me too. We do that all the time. George wants to know what's up with you with this thing. Would you cut that out? Oh, <laughs> Well, for who, who is this George? What are you talking about? There's a lot there. Oh, yeah. you guys don't know George? Don't know the George okay. story? The story of George the, the story of George is a simple one. Um it was <laughs> near the end of the writing of my first book and I was writing about the fact that there's a common vein of truth in all religions and belief systems and if people would stop focusing on the differences and start focusing on the common vein, then, you know, we'd stop arguing over what to call God. But in the process of doing that, I realized, well, I can't really call you God, can I? Because other people are going to read this, and they're not all going to be Christians, so what do I call you? So I got told George, and I thought that was really weird, and I, I really can't call basically you George. said, yeah, They'll George, I can't call you cross. George, they're going to hang me. They're going to hang me and or burn me or something. And But I got told, no, wait, by the end of the day, you'll know why. It makes sense. And sure enough, my friend called later that day, whose name happens to mean heaven. <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, so I was telling her this story, and um, she started laughing, and she wouldn't stop laughing. And when she finally was able to catch a breath, she said, I can't believe you don't get it. And then she started laughing again. And in between the giggles, she got out Curious George. And then it made perfect sense. Because to me, God really is just this massive energetic force that becomes physical so that it can experience everything. Because it wants to know everything. I'm curious. I want to know how everything works. I want to do everything. So Sometimes twice. So George. Human creation. (laughs) Curious George. A little monkey. That's awesome. Yeah. God. God is George. George is God. Well, um, I think, like, in our YouTube videos, because we're always like, oh, the universe does them. Since we're seeing George. <laughs> we have a lot of people that talk about George. but We do. We have a lot of people who reference George from around the planet, actually. We have a whole bunch of people calling God George now. That's awesome. And it, it, it works so well. You know, by George, they've got it. And, you know. <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. Precisely that. Yeah. Um, but we could probably give one of one of our sessions that we felt was um, 
and all of our sessions are really awesome and powerful but one particularly we just the emotional clearing that happened for the person we were giving the session to was just like mind-blowing and it was like just I don't know we loved doing sessions still up to that point but that one was just like yes this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life (laughs) so um we can just call her Sarah yeah we'll just say Sarah is her name and um Sarah just was really emotionally closed off and like numb like Sarah like had mentioned that it was really hard for her to feel stuff for like at all and even hard love for anybody in her life yeah even like her own children and she didn't understand why and she just was really frustrated with that and um I I was we were shown that um some stuff with her father when she was a kid and like where that had all started pretty much and how that like patterned for her or because like a lot of behavior for our sessions like a lot of people like a lot of um repressed emotions and things that they haven't dealt with that need healing stem from like a specific period in their childhood where they felt either neglected, betrayed, abused by a parent. And where that that belief was um, started because, you know, like when we're little, yeah, yeah, um, all these, we take on all these beliefs and not all of them are like positive, so to speak. And um, they like affect our lives. Yeah. And a lot of parents like um, it's not necessarily as black and white as like, oh, my dad um, used to say I was ugly. Now I think I'm ugly. It can be like, it's not necessarily that black and white. Like it could just be like, oh, your dad was doing his best and he just neglected you sometimes, not on purpose. He was just doing the best he could from where he was at at that point in time. But um, Sarah just felt um, she's had, she was really neglected in her childhood by her father specifically. And um, she felt like she had to take on a parenting role. And um, she just had, like, a lot of resentment towards her father that she didn't release. She just kind of bottled it up and stuffed it away. And um, we told Sarah that in order for her to start feeling love for the people in her life again, that she had to start feeling pain, too. And um, Cause she, there, was this, there was this pain that she had inside of her that she just kind of, like, walled up and nailed in a shed deep in her subconscious but what what she not to touch but what she also like what she had underneath all that pain and all that resentment was love and so in order to get to that love that she could give freely to the people in her life she had to first deal with that pain and that resentment on top of it and we did a little exercise with sarah um and we had her we're like okay pretend we're your dad what what do you want to say to your dad you know and and no you know like when when it comes to like clearing and healing like first like, you have to allow that ego reaction to come out because your ego comes out when it's trying to protect you and deflect away from the wound. So um, when the ego comes out, you know you've found something. Yeah, so anytime you feel defensive, in a sense, like your ego is covering a wound and it's trying to be like, oh, don't look over here. Let's blame this other person. Let's point out the love in this person and not, like, keep away from this bandage I put on half-assed, like, even though it needs stitches. <laughs> so um, we kind of, like, guided her in a sense towards that wound and we allowed her to have that ego reaction and we we're like okay sarah like what was under that ego reaction of that blame and she she was like well i guess it was like i felt neglected mistreated un- underappreciated and we had her you know yell at us in a sense um as if we were her father and she just had like this amazing amazing like just broke down and was crying, screaming, you know, she let it out. It was like the first time in a session where we actually got to witness the healing process rather than 
like, oh, here's all the stuff you need to do on your own time. Like we actually did it with her. And um, come to find out, a lot of people like cry during our sessions. And, yeah. And they just like, you know, hide it. And we like, we encourage like our clients. Free, sessions. free expression of emotion. So, yeah. Like you, by the end of the sessions, everyone's always like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Like I can feel like the core of my being and it feels awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we tap into that ourselves every session we do because we are helping guide them to that place inside themselves. So therefore we're tapping into it in ourselves as well. So afterwards we're like, la la la, I'm the one with the universe or George. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's definitely like, um, I mean, because like everything ultimately is, um, is love to a degree whether it's a perceived, like, lack of love or um, a misuse or mistreatment of love or it's, like, it all stems back to love and um, because that's, that's, like, what we all are ultimately. So we de-root that negative stigma, excuse me, (laughs) or the love or the lack of love or the mistreatment of love and we get them back to loving love and being love and, you know, feeling love. Yeah, and she, it was so, like, I was, like, in awe during that session and like after yeah I even cried a little I was like what <laughs> yeah because it was so so moving. powerful and moving it was like oh like no words for that like that what like I was just like whoa you know like like wow I, I still don't have words for it apparently <laughs> um she just like it, it just it yeah. was really amazing to witness it firsthand and be the one who helped get her there yeah it was like being a midwife to her like healing and it was so amazing that's such a great analogy that's such a great analogy thank you for that a midwife see and if we could all look at it that way because it's on their website they act as a midwife to help induce an emotional release (laughs) brilliant it's really really brilliant. brilliant because you get all these you get all these titles like teacher and God and spiritual leader and my favorite <laughs> guru. Um, <laughs> guru. It's gooey. It's gooey. I maintain that it is a gooey word. We've given it a gooey meaning. The original intent of the word was not gooey. It was yummy, but then we jacked with it as we want to do in the English language and there we go. Now it's all fun messed with up. Words. So, mm. Fun with words. But midwife, that's brilliant because that's just really a mother giving birth, her body and her spirit knows what she needs to do. And her body and her spirit are going to do it regardless. It's going to happen. And that's all there is to it. A midwife's role is simply to ease the labor pains and to greet this new bundle of joy and light into the world with love. So this is a very powerful meaning that you've given to your role. So next time somebody asks you <laughs> who you are and what we do, I don't there's no point in using medium channel um if it's just midwife. I'm a midwife. I'm a midwife. Emotional I'm a and energetic midwife. midwife. Yeah. And and, yeah, and because it's really brilliant. the recognition of the fact that you know, here she was, and there's this love, but it's buried underneath this pain. So we got to get the pain pulled off so that the love won't be available. Well, because like we've all done that. We've got like little pots of love stuck around. 
that we decided to hide for whatever reason. Yeah, um, I was going to say, it looks like we're going to have to make new business cards. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Titles. We don't need no stinking titles. Yeah, whatever. When they come to us, we'll explain it. <laughs> well, right after it happens, you can go see. Now, that's what we meant. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just, you know, say, not your average psychic. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's a great analogy, and it's a fantastic story. And what a wonderful way to have your life's purpose reaffirmed for you. To bear witness to that birthing of self. I'll never forget it, that's for sure. Yeah, same. And every session feels like that, but that one, for some reason, just kind of like, was like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. (laughs) It was a double dip. Yeah. (laughs) And it is, it's the people, you know, man, how do you do that? Get up 3.30 in the morning and get on the radio and what the hell do you talk about? It's just, I love every minute of it. Because it's it is its own reward, and um, and I can tell that, you know, to me that's when somebody's in their passion, when what they do is its own reward, just the doing of it, and I, it, that's so obvious with you guys, because you're just like that was so awesome, and it was, and it is, it's a blessing to be able to be involved in those things, but I just love to see people in their passion, it makes me all passionate and stuff. So. <laughs> it's reflecting, you know. <laughs> That's why we get to hang out with cool people all the time. <laughs> Just reflecting, you know. Oh. <laughs> so matter of fact. Just here it is. Take it. Jordan, are you listening? We have a new song for you. Just reflecting. Just reflecting. Write <laughs> that, hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Goodness gracious. Right? Well, I'm curious, though. Did you guys get the chance to follow up with Sarah? Um, yeah, actually. Um, we keep in touch with her. With For a her. second, I was like, wait, who's Sarah? That's <laughs> <laughs> our name. <laughs> we actually, like, touch base with her, like, pretty frequently. And um, she messages us pretty frequently and um, with, with, like, wow, like, so much has, like, I, there's so much improvement in my life and in, like, my feeling, like, ever since then. And, you know. Yeah, um, just imagine if she, would, if she comes back for a follow-up session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and she, she she's actually doing, like, a lot better, so. And, which is makes, awesome. Yeah, it makes, makes me feel really great to hear that. Like, it makes me feel happy to hear that. Um, to, yeah, I don't know. She, yeah, we haven't done, like, a follow-up session or anything, but um, she, she does, like, shoot a message our way, like, periodically um, to let us know, like, how much we've helped her and stuff. Yeah, and, like, awesome. kind of, like, update on her life and stuff like that because, you know, we the healing process doesn't end when the session ends. Like, it's, yeah. an, it's an ongoing process. So, mm-hmm. like, we like we always tell our clients, like, hey, like, keep us, up, keep us updated or if, if you're coming back for a follow-up session, like, fill us in, like, before we'll start the session, we'll be like, so, like, what's been going on? How are you improving? Like, how are you healing? And it's yeah. just awesome, so. And we um, love to, like, hear the feedback afterwards. Yeah, because, uh, like, uh, I mean, it's just, like, the, it's, like, once we have a session with somebody, it's, like, they become, like, it's, like, they're, like, our friends and our, like, or our family, you know, it's, like, 
well, like we 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 give a crap, you know, like we we want to know like how how they're doing, and you know, it's not just like oh oh time went off by, you know, it's like a good look. <laughs> I mean, and you know, Done. and it's really awesome to hear like how much better that they're doing. Cause it's like you know, global change starts with individual change, and it's yeah, amazing. and it's also like um what I frequently find myself saying to my sister is that like after a session, like, wow, I could be, like, really good friends with this person. Like, they just have awesome energy and what, blah, blah, But it's, like, because we, like, connected with them on that deep level of healing, and they, like, feel the same way. They're, like, oh, my God, I just want to be friends with you guys. <laughs> you want to come visit, you know? And, or, like, if, like, it's happened a few times where we've, like, had sessions with um, males, and they've just been, like, oh, I love you. And we're just, like, God, stop Oh yeah, um, and I, I was you know I was gonna ask you because that's that's a valid question, um, <laughs> certainly definitely a valid question, and something to take into consideration. Is it a challenge for you two? Because let's face it, you're both absolutely stunningly beautiful young women, um, well, yeah. and and. You come from good genes. I've seen your mom, so, you know, there's a bit of a bonus there, but you also take very good care of yourselves with regards to what you put on in, in your body um, and and how you live your lives. So you, ha- you, you not only have these perfect features and, and, and beautiful blonde hair, but you also have this, this glow of health about you. So is that a challenge for you? when you are dealing with male clients? Well, um, we kind of learned our lesson after it happened like once or twice. Um, so we stopped using video when we do our Skype sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we, I don't know, we've kind of like found a balance where if um, a male client did start to become unprofessional, like not that we like, we're, I don't know, we're like, yeah, we could totally be friends, but you know, like you're kind of crossing some boundaries. boundaries. So like if we'd be like, okay, if you can't um, stay like professional about this, then we're not going to feel comfortable giving you sessions anymore. Like so. if you're going to like cross the line that we drew in the sand and told you about, you know, and you want to try and step over that again, um, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, so well, and good boundaries are part of the example of living in the yeah, absolutely. living good consciously. And, and yeah, so and good energetic example for people. That's, I, it's kind of what we do is offer energetic alternatives, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know it all sucks, but you, what about this? And they go, oh wow, that's cool, and things start to go towards the cool, if they wish. It's just, it's just a choice. Take a pick. <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely haven't really struggled with that since then, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, I like to think that the universe being like, all right, we're, is- we're testing your boundaries. Hope you pass. No more. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a very good, positive way to look at it, too, rather than, oh, this thing happened and I feel violated and I'm angry and blah, 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 blah. Look at it as an opportunity to set your boundaries, to set your limits and to know where your line in the sand has been drawn and to know that you're going to stand on that truth. Because too often we take it as an attack where most of the time it's, they just simply don't realize that that's not okay. Even though you've told them something internal, <laughs> it's like it's not okay. 
Well, and they've spent a wee bit of a lifetime here on the this earth place where there's there used to be a lot of people that would say one thing and do another. So Yeah. They don't they don't know absolutely. whether they don't know what which way's up. I was lost for a bit on this planet. They didn't give me a map. I left my guidebook at home. <laughs> Yeah, instruction manual letters. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I found um, there was a period of time where I didn't fully apply everything that I um, preached, so to speak, for a while. But I had like a, I've had like two aha moments in my life. One where I realized when I was like a freshman or sophomore in high school that hey, I wasn't an atheist. <laughs> and then the second one was um, when I was having. And I was struggling a lot with my um, relationships with members of my family. And I was like, you know, they're just like, I don't know, like where I felt they were just being really um, inappropriate in a sense where they weren't um, just, they were being illogical. I was like, how can somebody but, you know, do that or say that or whatever. But, you know, just, but like somebody could ask the same question, like how could somebody take someone else's life? Like people just do it. So, um, like I, Finally, rather than being like, oh, well, they're just not like this relationship just obviously isn't going to be in my life forever, like whatever, it's going to cut ties. But then I finally like just reflected on it, practiced what I preached, and I had an aha moment. And I was like, wow, I was so blind in my ego of just blaming this other person, blaming this other person. And, you know, just feel adding like gas to the fire, so to speak, that I never reflected on how I'm contributing to the situation and what it's mirroring back inside me. And I finally did that and I worked on, you know, being constructive in the relationship and being like healthy in my approach internally and externally. And like the relationship is like a hundred percent better now. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, it's like once you work on something that somebody is like um, challenging inside of you or reflecting back at you, it's like the relationship either um, that person leaves your life or the relationship improves yeah, like every time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's literally every time. And it's just like harder. It was harder for me at that time to apply it to situations that were like a little closer to the best, so to speak. Like I, it was just, I had like my blinders on or something. <laughs> like but, like it's, it's easy to be jaded to your situation. Yeah, I just, I finally took off my ego goggles and I was like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> but it was just awesome because like that literally shifted me so much where like I almost felt at a point before that where I was like, I think I feel like I know everything. Like, I think I'm good here. Like, I don't need to grow anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I finally, like, I was like, wow, I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly changing my perceptions. I'm constantly learning new things. And it's like, I just have to apply it literally to everything, even if it's like that person is being ir- irrational and whatever. But it's like I'm being irrational by focusing on that and not, you know, taking responsibility for how they're mirroring something back inside me. That's that. <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> Just reflecting on the reflection. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so now what, ladies? I'm so I'm. How how long does the session with you guys take? About. Um. Well. We do half hour, an hour session. So um, just kind of whatever the client wants, feels like they need, or feels like they can afford at the time. And, um, yeah, like definitely we find that, um, we usually fit it all into what they book. So it's like, they know on some level how much time they need, but 
they a lot of our clients come back because you know like they feel like they need help with the rest of their healing process like they need our help continually rather or they than, need like reassurance or you know confirmation rather than just that initial kickstart you know so um yeah it varies from client to client definitely but um initially the um session to session it's either a half hour an hour but the healing process is never ending so um Mm-hmm. It depends on if the client comes back or not or feels like they need to. But usually we've never had a client that we're like, you need to come back, and then they haven't. So literally every client that we were like, okay, we feel like we could, we need to help you further or we feel like we could help you further, they would always come back. Like we never really said, hey, you need to come back because, I don't know, but they would always just come back. You're not like done. Do. You're still messed up in the head. Come back here. <laughs> it's not your viewpoint, so how could you say that? Yeah, so it's like literally they they just know somewhere. <laughs> so does it take a lot of preparation for you guys to get ready for a session with a client? Not at all, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we like to um, meditate like for a little while before, but like it's really easy because it's like it's it's I would say second nature, but it's really first nature. Come on, <laughs> to like tap into that aspect of yourself. You know, we're conscious. We're constantly consciously um, being intuitive in our day to day lives, and so it's applying that. So it, rather than like applying it to situations in our realities and ourselves, we just kind of shift it onto our client for a little while. So it's not really like we need to prepare and switch off like our day to day life, so to speak. You know, Does that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole channeling thing, you know. I started off with Nestor Speaks was going to be my website and because Nestor was going to have all these things to say to people. And basically all I got for a while was Nestor saying to me, who's this Nestor guy and what's your problem? Can't you just say it? (laughs) (laughs) Why you got to have a name? What's up with that? (laughs) And so like you say, you just kind of bring it with you everywhere. Because it's it's all you know me. It's all us. That's it's just that separation thing of physical and spiritual. And you know, okay, I have my spiritual life on Sundays from nine a.m. to twelve p.m. Followed immediately by <laughs> gluttony and football. It, it, it's, what? <clears throat> what is that thing? All right, ladies. So I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you, and I'm gonna put you on the spot. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh, here we go. Yay. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna guinea pig this time because it was Richard who got really like Thumped. raked Go over ahead. the coals last time. <laughs> you. What are you doing over there? Wake up. Oh you. yeah. Okay. So. Um, game on. Richard's going to go on mute. You and I are going to play, and um, I'm coming to you for help. What's, what do we need to do? Um, well, normally what what we do um, first is we're just like, you know, so what's going on with you? What's kind of like some things in your reality right now that you don't like or don't want or, or you're not satisfied with? Or... So, yeah, start there. <laughs> Yeah, let's start there. Start there. It's always start. I said you were going to be on mute, Rick. (laughs) Yeah, and I echoed real bad. It wasn't ready for that. I'm going away again. Bye. I'll be over here. (laughs) I want... Oh, 
Oh, that's a hard one because I have so much already. But, um, yeah, I, you know what? Unashamedly, unabashedly, I'm going to just say I'd like to get paid my worth and my value for doing what I do for a living. How's that? Uh, <laughs> um, so you're you're not satisfied with kind of like what, how, much money you're making? how much money you're making, like you want to make more money? That's right. I want a bigger income. I want to get paid more for what I do. Uh, um, well, usually, like, when people um, don't, like, um, aren't, like, able to kind of, like, flow, like, make a lot of money on, like, what they love, it's usually because of a, um, a belief that they have about money. And um, a lot of people... Or a belief they have about themselves, like, they feel like they don't deserve money. Yeah. Um, so, what I would first ask, ask is, um, are you doing what you love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely doing what I love. Okay, check. Yeah. <laughs> check. Um, and um, something that I definitely pick up with you is that um, it's like you have, it's it's not very easy for you to let a lot of people in emotionally. It's like you have this, like, soft, mushy core, and you guard that off to, like, a lot of people. Because it's like you you felt um, very like kind of like used and abused and taken advantage of a lot like before in your life. Does that sound accurate at all? Oh damn, girl! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you hit that one right on the head. I'm impressed. Absolutely yes, absolutely. That is one of my biggest issues when looking. And yes, I do it too because I'm not. Perfect. Looking at my past, I I have the tendency to be aware that there have been several times in my life where I've been taken advantage of in extreme ways with regards to my talents, my skills, and my gifts. Yeah, I also pick up on, um, what was the word you for that? Like you, it's not as uh, surfaced, I guess, but you have like a little trigger with... um, feeling to prove yourself as like a successful woman in like a in a male's world so to speak does that sound accurate rick's over there on mute laughing his ass off right now um <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely absolutely that's in there i think it's from my childhood but yes um i definitely um also like i feel like that there's like a sense of bitterness like it's like you have a hard time like freely giving um in like a which can definitely like be reflected in money like it's like you want to be um frugal with your money and that's like mirroring like kind of like you're kind of frugal with your um like love as well because it's like you oh i can't take advantage of emotionally at some point but by like um withholding love or you know being like well, I want this, but I probably should hold on to this money just in case I need it for something else. Like you limit oh your... Oh, my God, yes. You, I do that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but you limit the receiving end as well. So by limiting your giving end, you limit the receiving end. So like in love and money. So they're pretty much one and the same. They're just different labels. We slap on different forms of energy. So um, you can apply that to the love and money aspect as well. Yeah, so um, we would definitely like encourage you to like um, be, let's um, be like, fearlessly give love um, and love more freely. And, you know, you can start, like, you can apply that with your relationships with your children.
children, like your romantic relationships, strangers, your friends, and um, and definitely kind Business of like partners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mute, mute. Yeah, I'll be over here. Um. Well, and then we would, um, and also for um, like something we have a lot of clients do too is work on affirmations because um, like a lot of things that limit um, like our realities is our beliefs. And so once we get rid of these beliefs, we have to replace them with new ones. So, um, and sometimes like even before we get rid of those old beliefs, uh, we just incorporate a new belief that challenges those things so those things can come to the surface. Yeah, and be cleared and removed and become conscious. Yeah, and I also pick up on um, like every single person has on this planet, so it's okay. Some insecurity like that has to do with your um, romantic relationships. Like you've had love interests, like even like I don't know, you have love, you have had love interests in the past that you have turned down because you felt like they wouldn't accept you fully and wholeheartedly, or they wouldn't appreciate all aspects of yourself. And you could even now, at the present moment, be um, like limiting your current relationship by not being completely open and honest all the time. Does that resonate? Wow. Okay. You said you were putting on the spot, Nikki. <laughs> right? Did I ever screw myself here? Um, it, you, you've touched on an interesting topic. You have touched on a very interesting topic because my relationship with my current husband um, is extremely solid because it was based on um, based on a mutual understanding that there are going to be moments in both our lives where we're going to look at somebody else and go, whoa, um, and that there are going to be times when we're going to have feelings for other people, and there's not much we can do about that. So we essentially have an agreement that, you know, their ownership doesn't apply. However, it has not always been easy for me in my experience in the last three years of being with him to if I am attracted to or if I am building a friendship with somebody else to openly just say, here's the situation. So you've, you've hit on something that goes above and beyond my expectations, I guess I would say. <laughs> I'm really impressed. I'm really, really impressed because I did for so long live um, or in a marriage that was all about possession and ownership. I went to the opposite extreme. However, there's still some of that energetic hanging on to me that if I, if I tell him this guy over there is, you know, really, really special, um, is he going to freak out? I'll be in trouble. And he, and it, right, I'll be in trouble. Where he wouldn't because that's not who he is. I'm in a perfectly safe zone with my spouse. In fact, the safest zone I've ever been in within a relationship. So that's a real comfort to me and has allowed me to grow exponentially. And I can't thank him enough for that. But at the same time, there's still something within me that holds a little bit of that back. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, like, usually what we do in a session is, like, we identify a pattern. And then we identify the belief behind the pattern. And then we... Um, Sometimes if we feel it's necessary, we'll try and go back to the original trauma that caused the pattern. And, um, or sometimes we won't, cause sometimes they're not as deep rooted. Sometimes they don't need to be like, cause it's not, cause sometimes when it's identified with 
like we normally do that when it's identified with a specific um, traumatic situation or a, like a specific parent or something like that, that they just have this deep um, resentment towards it's like definitely holding them back. But I don't know if you feel like that's super strongly the case with you. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do pick up on some stuff, but um, I mean, you know, we're not the ones being put on the spot right now. So, <laughs> um, but it's um, totally okay. No, I want, I, I wouldn't have done this if I wasn't willing to, to go like to follow it through. So whatever yeah. you're picking up on, feel free to share that. And it's okay. You're not going to offend me. If you touch something within me, then it's obviously something I need to look at anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, um, but like usually with our sessions, we um, don't always like um, go back to the initial trauma that caused the belief, which caused the pattern. If it's not really necessary. Yeah. If it's not necessary. But, um, and then like what we do after, we we identify the trauma if we feel like that's necessary then we um give them like something to say to themselves like an affirmation to challenge the belief that they have like if for example a client just had really bad self-esteem and they felt like they were ugly we would give them an affirmation that's like i'm beautiful we okay. always phrase positively yeah we always phrase them positively like not i am ugly because like no i am not ugly or not yeah, yeah. Whatever, sorry <laughs> But not phrased negatively because, like, that still focuses on, like, the ugliness, so to speak. So, um, you would just change the belief completely to I am beautiful. And um, a lot of the times with affirmations, we say, like, you'll notice um, you're not really going to believe it. You're going to be like, huh, yeah, right. And we're just like, okay, just push through that, keep saying them, keep saying them. You're like, you're, you're placing that belief right now. And then... Um, they, you know, a lot of times an emotion will surface, like they'll want to cry or they'll want to like scream or it's, you always have to be engaged emotionally when doing affirmations. Yeah. So, and then you release that emotion. And then like when that emotion's released, it's like, there's just this empty spot for a new belief. So you fill it up with, I'm beautiful. And then that person's healed. So it's awesome. And then they like have that belief that they are beautiful. So they like apply it to their lives and they attract people that think they're beautiful and they tell them they're beautiful and they feel beautiful. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they attract other beautiful people. So. Yeah. Um, but something that um, I'm I'm being shown is that when you were um, little, like, uh, it's like when you were kind of like at that age of innocence and, you know, of giving love, it's like um, where, where that belief pretty much came from was, it's like, it's like your father figure was kind of flighty and absent with his, pre- with his like physical presence mostly. And it's like, so when he was, like, when he did engage you, it was like, um, and you were like, you know, innocently and freely, like, flowing love to him and giving him love. And then it's like, then it's like he wasn't there anymore. And so it's like, that showed you on it, like, and subconsciously told you that he didn't appreciate and value that love. And so you felt like you needed to hold back love to other people. Ooh. Yeah, they went there. All right, sure. Um, okay. So we're gonna go there. Hi. Well, you wrote about it. Game on. You wrote about it. You published it. You, you know. I did write about it, and I did publish it. Um, my father, my original father, my birth father, did divorce from my mother when um, I was, I think I, I, I was just born. Um, I was literally like handed to my grandmother like a day or two after I was born. And then my mom and my dad went away. Uh, there was a divorce, a separation, and then my father died when I was about three. Um, my mar- mom married 
the cop that found the body. And she drove him nuts to the point where he worked far away from home and only came home on weekends, which was devastating because my dad was also my best friend. Um, So it was very hard for me at times to cope with the fact that this wonderful, amazing man who had taken me into his home and raised me as his own wasn't around because I needed him to be around because my mom had a lot of issues with regards to health and wellness and alcohol and and anger. Um, So life at home was not always roses. And dad was the buffer to that. And when the buffer wasn't there, I was inundated with not so much lack of love, but what I saw at the time as hate. Now, I've grown, perhaps why you didn't see my mom in this is because I've really come to understand her recently, in recent years, especially lately with regards to my own work with health and wellness. Uh, I've really, really come to understand this woman and to really make peace with who she was. But I've never really faced that whole dad was gone a lot issue. In fact, I've never even considered it until tonight to be an issue. But you're, you're right. It was a huge issue for me. And I never thought of that before as being something I needed to look at. Yeah. yeah and I wrote about it. How did I not see it when I wrote about it? Yeah, that's that's actually not an uncommon reaction, like, for traumas that aren't as, like, black and white. Like, a lot of people are like, well, I knew it happened, but I didn't realize it affected me so much because they didn't really deal with it. So they thought, like, it just didn't affect them. But, um, yeah, so, like, now um, I'm not, I don't know why I keep saying what we would normally do because we're doing it. This is a session. So, <laughs> just do it. Um, yeah, it's just like do it. <laughs> um we would give you like some affirmations um, to kind of like challenge that belief that you have to withhold love and um, in order to feel safe or, you know, to make sure that um, you have enough love for yourself or, you know, whatever. And and my guides also told me that um, like you had some friends throughout your childhood too, that kind of like reinforced this. Like you had some kind of like crappy friends growing up, like, so to speak, like, Oh um, yeah. Thank you for that. I, I did early in my early years. In my later years, I've been very blessed. But in my early years, yes, I had some really crappy friends. Yeah, and um, my guys say that they were they were mirroring that belief as well, and they were kind of like, um, they were kind of stirring up a very similar reaction in you that your father figure did, as far as emotionally goes, and like kind of making you feel like you were taken advantage of, so to speak, emotionally. Does that make sense? It does. It totally. <laughs> I should have just got you guys to do a session on me years ago. Um, it does make sense. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a huge amount of sense. And I'm really glad that I stepped out on a limb there because, you know, I mean, you go out on a limb and you can either spread your wings and fly or you can crash to the ground and hope that somebody's going to catch you. And in this case, I'm going to say that you two are standing there with your eyes arms open wide going we'll catch you if you fall but we're sh- pretty sure you can fly you just got to spread your wings so yeah it makes sense to me it does well um as far as affirmations go that we would um give you like we would pretty much just um 
like like for a lot of people um like a lot of our um face-to-face -face sessions that we have like in person we like have a notebook that we would write down like um some patterns and like um affirmations for them and we call it like our new age prescription pad <laughs> <laughs> and um, you adopted you were right, you didn't need your notebook. Yeah, it was funny before we did this. Um, my guys were like, Grab your notebook, and I was like, I, I, Why do I need my notebook? <laughs> um, but yeah, now I know why because I definitely like as, as we do sessions, um, and like as Jenna's talking and engaging, like I find that I have to write stuff down that I'm picking up on, and or Jenna has to snag the, snag the notebook for me and write stuff down that she's getting as we're talking or as they're talking, and so yeah, they're. There's that. <laughs> I needed the notebook. Oh, um, well. Yeah. I'll probably come um, to you later. Yeah. Um, George well, may have, so what are my affirmations? She may have told George to, George, man, they know everything. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, sorry, we're just kind of writing them down, and then we'll tell you. <laughs> okay, that's, that's cool. Take your time. Um. Well, Time doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. Uh, well, we would just... Like, I just want to remind you and to, like, I want you to find, like, um, peace in the fact that um, your father's absence, like, your father figure's absence has nothing to do with you. And I know you know that, but you need to know, know that, if you know what I mean. You need yeah. to tell inner Nikki that she needs to know that. Yeah, <laughs> tell little Nikki that. Okay. I'll have a conversation with little Nikki about that. We'll, we'll discuss it. <laughs> we'll have a chat. Yeah, it's literally like the beliefs we form as a child form like the foundation from how like how we live our lives and how we interact with other people and how we interact with ourselves even. So like when we we're always like, oh, your inner child, your inner child. It's like your inner foundation of your beliefs that stem from your childhood. So. Very cool. God, you guys are good. <laughs> wow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Lady that writes books, exploring herself, does radio show, exploring herself, two and a half years. I never looked at that until tonight. Never thought about that as an issue. Until well, tonight. I didn't. I well, didn't. I, I spent the go. last, like, 30, how old am I now? 38? 38 years telling everybody how awesome my dad was because he was my best friend. And he was, like, honestly, he was an amazing, amazing man. He really was. He was just the coolest shit, and um, a lot of the good things that I learned about, about life, I learned from him. My best life lessons came from him. I've never looked at him as being the cause of, I guess you would call them abandonment issues, um, but I, I, never, I never considered that. If I was going to point the finger, I would point them at my father. How dare you leave me when I was two? But the truth of the matter is, I didn't know him, but I knew my dad. And I liked my dad. He yeah, was all like that. How, he was awesome, and he was absent. Yeah, but like yeah. how I was saying earlier, like with my whole two aha moments in my entire life, like the second one was when I finally like had a realization about something that I was so blind to before, like, um, because it was, like, so close to my, my, I don't know, it was, like, too close to the vest, so to speak. So, yeah, it's definitely, definitely cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just get it. And the cool thing about it is that it's coming to me at a time in my life where I can honestly look at it and not be angry with him. You know what I mean? I can look at it as, 
something that little Nikki might have taken offense to, um, something that little Nikki would have talked into her beingness and, and said that this is something that I have to defend myself against. But at the same time, having gone through this incredible journey that is Everyday Connection and the writing of the books and, and all the stuff that I've done, I can look back at it now and not be angry with him and, and truly understand why he had to do what he had to do. And so that's got to be like 10 steps forward to the healing process right there because I can see how it would upset me, but at the same time, I can also see why it shouldn't. So it came it came at just the right time right. for you to imagine that time. <laughs> She's, you know, we have this back conversation sometimes on Skype, and yeah, I'm going to go there. She's over there just going, holy crap. Not because, you know, she's scared that somebody might find out she's a human and has a, you know, past. Not at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, have written the books that I wrote every saint, I was scared of that. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future, if you want to use those words. They're not really good words anymore, but uh, a good sentiment behind that statement. But she was just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, well... And she's not the only one. I tell people all the time, too, how attuned these young ladies are. And, uh, well, apparently we were right. <clears throat> so, you, you know, you want an infomercial for crystalsarseed444.com, there it was. That was it. <laughs> that was it right there. And it was all genuine. Nobody said, but wait, if you call in the next 10 minutes, <clears throat> you know, we, we don't have any magic pixie dust for you. But, no, <laughs> but the magic is is coming because what was that mindfulness based stress reduction MBSR, also known as yeah. magical BS removal service, um, <laughs> and uh, belief system right BS belief system what the heck were you people thinking? Um, yeah, all new business cards you know Crystal Sarseed four 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 we give a crap. <laughs> they said that earlier. We give a crap. It's like Paige Bartholomew. I get paid to love people. That's what they do. Yeah. What a cool job. It's kind of what we do. Yeah, and we have your affirmations for whenever you're ready. If you have a writing awesome. I'm paper. ready. Fire away. I will yep. uh, get my... Yeah, hold on. I'm getting her. Oh, jeez, Louise. i got to write. I haven't done that in ages. Please, okay. Please take notes. There will be a test later. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna take it with you. <laughs> of course All we right. are. All right. The first one is loving others is easy when I love and accept myself. There's a lot, by the way. Of course there is. <laughs> Just saying. And then the second one is I forgive myself. Oh, you had to go there, too, eh? Okay. <laughs> the next one. Uh, let me know if I'm going too fast for you. Oh, no, no. You're good. Fire when ready. Okay. I can release the past and forgive everyone. And then the next one is I release all fears and doubts. You guys were talking to George, weren't you? 
<laughs> and then the next one is I am worth loving. Okay. And the next one is it is safe to be me. Okay. And then the next one is what others do has nothing to do with me. And then the next one is there's enough for everyone, including me. Gonna get writer's cramp. <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> An author getting writer's cramp. That's just perish the thought. <laughs> and then the last one, the last one, it is, I give and receive love freely. Alrighty then. Yeah, go ahead and work on those. <laughs> yeah, we would definitely recommend to say those um, regularly, like, you know, add them into your spiritual routine if you have one, um, like, you know, like, I, or, I, or anytime you're feeling triggered. Or, like, it's an issue for, for you that's coming up, like, you know, like, you're feeling like they're holding love or, um, like, somebody does something and it triggers something inside you that where you're like, oh, I'm going to withhold love or, oh, I'm going to be frugal with my money. Then you would say the affirmation so that you replace that belief. And then if any emotions come up, we would advise you to release them, yeah. <laughs> not stuff them back down. Otherwise, this was all for nothing. <laughs> if it comes, feel it. Yeah. yeah. That's their emotions. Feel it, you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, like a, because you got, we're trying to perfect life, not be perfect. Perfect means to perform mm-hmm. fully, right? George wants Completely. to know how it all feels and does and works. And you know, George, it's a curious little critter. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, that was Gosh. fun. What, what, what to say? I mean, really, that's. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know how it works? It works very well. And um, apparently, uh, <laughs> you um, well, yeah, hey, I know how you feel over there, sis. Um, because yeah, I know you got gotten last week. It's cool. Hey, well, you know, but neither one of us really gets gotten about anything until we're absolutely ready for that to be okay. Yeah, you're right. Let's get see what we can do about that. <laughs> Instead of, you know, oh, my God, we can't air this episode. Delete the files. Call it. Absolutely. If you'd come at me a year ago, I would have, you know, this would not be going out on the air. But the truth of the matter is is that the whole point in doing the show is to reaffirm for people that it is a journey and that the experience is what matters and that it's, it's not you know, the end result so much as, as the getting there and the desire to continue to grow and expand and to understand why you do and feel the way you feel. So. And, and banished and gone shall be the days that, you know, spiritual teachers are some ivory tower perfection because they're not. They're all humans, Okay. They all stub their toe on the corner of the bed more times than they can count. And they all That's right. Yes, please, people, we, re- we request 
um, most poignantly that you put away your pedestals. For everybody and they everything. They are not needed anymore. And those high horses. <laughs> you know, send all those you know, funny marble columns, send all that stuff back to Greece. We stole those artifacts from them long ago. Give it back. Um, yeah. Drop it. And so it is indeed Crystal Starseed. 444.com. It's all laid out right there, bios, services, testimonials. It's the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it right here. Um, couldn't recommend okay, it more highly. Send them a testimonial now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we'll send them the uh, MP3 of more the writing. session and the, uh, and the embed code and, uh, and tell everybody. Absolutely. That. They can put it on Where, the website. Where's the awesomeness? It's right here, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, get you some. Get you some. If you, particularly if anything tonight, you're like, wow, they're, wow, you know, they're good. Maybe you've got something you want to chat to them about. They would, they would, that's what they do. They would do that for you. <laughs> so get there, crystalstarseed444.com. And uh, we'll be back in the morning. I don't know which day this show's going to air, but we'll probably be back in the morning unless this is Friday night. And then we won't be back until Monday. But we do that good news thing Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, with a replay at noon Eastern Time, which is like 9 to 11 in California, because we know it's a time thing. What the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Absolutely. We get hard, it. Hard to do on a round planet that everybody has the same time thing. <laughs> have to look at something besides the sun, and it's so big. Um, so we hope that you will join us for all of those fun festivities. But until then, to our mother, to each other, and with a little help from your friends, to yourselves, stay connected. Have a great now, everybody. Join Jane and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everyday connection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. To a slow cooperative bringing you the sounds of an awakening world. So, you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.